Jesus had gravity, don't you think? Wherever he went, there were crowds that were drawn to him like the sun causes the planets to go around it. Jesus was a man with gravity. And everywhere he went, there were great crowds. And I kind of wonder, if you took a cross-section of those crowds, who would you see there? Who would you see out in the wilderness with Jesus, these 4,000? Just get that picture in your mind this morning. When we sit here in this place, if there's about 100 of us, it feels like sardines packed in, doesn't it? Multiply that times 40. And you've got the crowd out there in the wilderness with Jesus. And that's probably just counting the men, let alone the women and children. So this is a big group of people who are drawn to Jesus. Jesus was a man with gravity. And who is in that crowd? Well, we're not told by the evangelist St. Mark, and we're not told by the evangelist Matthew. They don't pan around and interview people. There was no one there taking the demographics of the crowd. But but it's not hard to imagine who was there. It's not hard to imagine because we're told time after time after time in the Gospels the kind of people who gravitated around Jesus. We're told of a deaf and mute man who was brought by his friends, and so I'm sure out in the wilderness there, there were those who were hard of hearing. I'm sure there were those who were mute. I'm sure there were those who suffered all kinds of maladies. They were often brought to Jesus by their friends. We're also told of women, that women whose children had problems. Can any of you relate to this? That women whose children were demon-possessed, or women whose children were sick, or women whose children had died were coming to Jesus. And so I'm sure out in that crowd, there were plenty of mothers, plenty of women. There were also young men, undoubtedly. You remember the rich young man who came to Jesus? I'm sure that there were men like him in the crowd, men who were strong, men who had their whole life in front of them, but who needed direction, who needed guidance, who needed to know their purpose and their calling. And so they were drawn to this man, Jesus. And there were scribes, and there were Pharisees, and there were the well-educated who wanted to hear what he had to say, maybe not because they cared too much, but they wanted to trap him in his words. And so they were there too, I'm sure. There were also the poorly educated. There were those who couldn't read, who couldn't write, who had never really had anyone sit down and tell them, okay, here's how to live your life. They were drawn to Jesus because Jesus was a man with gravity. There were older women, too. Remember the woman who had spent all of her money on doctors, who had gone again and again and again to the doctors, but they couldn't stop the flow of blood that was in her until she reached out and touched Jesus. She was there, and there were women like her. Maybe you can relate. There were old men, too, like Simeon. Remember old Simeon who was there in the temple when the baby Jesus was brought in? Simeon, who was a man who looked out on Israel and saw that Israel was in trouble, that Israel needed redemption. Maybe some of you can relate to that, too. Those kind of men who were looking for hope, who were looking for redemption, who were looking for a new start, they were drawn to Jesus, all of them. And there were his close friends, those women who cared for him. There was Mary and Martha. There was their brother Lazarus. There were his disciples, all drawn to Jesus. And my point in saying that to you this morning is because I, what I want you to see in this great gospel reading is a picture of the church. Men and women, girls and boys, the young and the powerful, the old and the weak, all drawn around this man, 
Jesus. For Jesus is a man of great gravity. And those who are drawn to Jesus find in him not just a little bit of a thing, but those who are drawn to Jesus find in him tremendous, overflowing, abundant blessings beyond anything they could have hoped for. But to get to that blessing, they have to persevere. Perseverance is a great word. Perseverance, which means constancy. Remember that old word, constancy? Steadfastness. Someone who perseveres is a person who abides in a course of action, especially in the face of some obstacle. I don't persevere when I sleep in, right? I might abide in my bed, but we would hardly call that perseverance. Perseverance is when the going gets rough and you stick to it. Those who were drawn to Jesus persevered. They persevered because Jesus' gravity would not let them go, and they would not leave him. Just think of how strange this little gospel reading is. Here's a bunch of people, 4,000, out in the wilderness, and they won't go home even when they don't have any food. Did you notice that? Jesus says to his disciples, look, we've got to do something because these people, I can't dismiss them. Well, why don't they just leave? I think all of us would just leave, or most of us would, right? If the food supply gets low, you would say to your friends, hey, look, this has been a nice little retreat. This has been a nice vacation, but you know what? I've got to go home. But not those who are drawn to Jesus. Those who are drawn to Jesus know that there is no better place to be than with the Lord. Those who gravitate around Jesus will not leave him until he says, all right, go in peace. Isn't this a great picture of the Holy Christian Church? Men and women of all stations of life, in all conditions, who are drawn around Jesus and who persevere with him through thick and thin, through whatever comes. The perseverance of the crowd is worth our noting. They had gone out to be with Jesus, and for three long days, they stuck with him. Now, we can tolerate an hour and 15 minutes an hour and 20, but can you imagine going to listen to someone talk for three days? Pastors go to pastors' conferences, and by the third day, we all leave a little bit early because, you know, we've heard everything there is to hear, and another report, another lecture, well, it's not worth sticking around for. But if Jesus is the teacher, where he is, there his people gather, and they persevere, they stick with him, Come what may. Now, it's probably not the case that Jesus just spent from, you know, six o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the evening talking. I'm sure there were breaks. I'm sure there was walking around. I'm sure there were hikes. I'm sure there were times where he was teaching and everyone was gathered around. And then there were times when he wasn't talking, when people could come and talk to him privately. But all of those people knew that they were not going to leave until he told them to, because Jesus was a man with gravity, and his disciples, his disciples persevere with him. And as much as this is a wonderful picture of the perseverance of Christians, and it is a call and exhortation for each of you to persevere with Jesus, what you also see is a picture of his perseverance with you. How easy would it have been for our Lord to say, okay, sermon's over, y'all go home, 
Okay, you've been with me now for a whole day. I'm kind of tired of looking out at these 4,000 people. I'm kind of tired of hearing your problems. I'm kind of tired. After all, it's hard work being the Messiah. I'm kind of tired. I need some time to myself. Why don't you leave? But our Lord perseveres with us. And this gospel reading is a great picture of how Jesus loves his people to the very end. In fact, he loves them so much that he won't just say, all right, go and solve your own problems. No, when Jesus sends them or when he thinks of sending them away, he stops because he has made their problems, all of their problems, his own. If I send them to their homes without any food, they're going to faint on the way. And some of these people have come from very far away. Well, why is that your problem, Jesus? Shouldn't they have packed more? Shouldn't they have planned better? Shouldn't they have not forgotten to bring an extra, you know, snack along the way? But our Lord doesn't think like this. Our Lord perseveres with his people. He loves his people so he loves his church so that he will not send you away empty. Instead, he gives a wonderful gift. For those who persevere with Jesus find in him tremendous blessing. They find tremendous blessing. Jesus gives to those people out in the wilderness the gift of satisfaction. The gift of satisfaction. Isn't that what this story is all about, this great miracle? Jesus out in the wilderness with all of these people drawn, gravitating around him, and instead of sending them away, fully taught, but with empty stomachs, Jesus satisfies them. Now, that word can kind of be sort of an insignificant thing, right? To satisfy hunger, to satisfy thirst can kind of seem like an elementary kind of a thing. But when it says that they all ate and were satisfied, I want you to hear in that the fullness that St. Mark intends. St. Mark's gospel is a wonderful gospel because it's short, right? Matthew has 28 chapters, Luke has 24, John has 21, but Mark manages to compress everything down into 16 chapters. And he does that by making the most of every little word. So instead of dwelling on how the food tasted, instead of dwelling on what that bread felt like, what the texture was, instead of being a food connoisseur and reviewer, St. Mark simply says, and he packs everything down into this wonderful little phrase, they all ate and were satisfied. Remember how many people were there with Jesus. Remember from all the different places they had come. Remember all of their problems that they brought with them. Remember all the different maladies, all the different things that all those different people needed. And from Jesus, they were all satisfied. Satisfaction. That is what Jesus gives, not just the filling of a belly, not just the doing away with of thirst, but the satisfaction of the soul that hungers for God, the satisfaction for the soul that will not be satisfied with the simple pleasures of this world, the soul that is not satisfied with simply making it through this world, that is not satisfied with even having a lot of the things of this world. No, Jesus gives satisfaction 
Not just the filling of the belly, but the filling of the soul, the filling of the heart that calls out for God, that looks to our Heavenly Father for every one of our need, that perseveres with him. If you persevere with Jesus, make no mistake, dear friends, you will be blessed. I can't promise that it'll happen this week. I can't promise that it'll happen this year. I can't promise that in 10 years, all of your problems will be gone. You'll have new ones, to be sure. But with Jesus, there is always satisfaction. For our Lord knows how to feed his people. He knows how to give what the belly needs, and he knows how to give what the soul needs as well. He persevered with you so that you would learn to persevere with him. He came into this world and took upon himself all of your maladies, all of your problems, took upon yourself the weight, took upon himself the weight of your sins, and he persevered to the cross. He persevered to the end. Which of us can claim that we have even come close to the perseverance of Jesus? None of us ever could, but by God's grace, by God's grace, he has shown us his love in this, that he stuck with us. We are a people who are easily distracted, aren't we? We're like the dog or squirrel. But Jesus is not distracted. He will not swerve to the right or to the left because he loves, or as he puts it, I have compassion on these people. I have compassion on them and so I will feed them. I have compassion on them and so I will heal them. I, will ha- I have compassion on them and so I will teach them. I have compassion on them and so I will show them their calling. I have compassion on them and so I will save them from sin. I will save them from the devil. I will save them from death. In the compassion of Jesus, we have so many blessings. Can we not persevere a little? Can we not stick with him a little? Can we not abide with our Lord, or will we be easily distracted, pulled this way and that way? Learn today from the perseverance of Jesus. See how he is a man of gravity, how he pulls to himself people from every place and every stage of life. And if you persevere with him, you will find from him tremendous blessing. For they all ate, and they all were satisfied, and there were seven baskets full left over Jesus satisfies the hungry soul. Jesus satisfies the hungry belly. Jesus satisfies the hungry mind. Jesus satisfies the hungry hand. Jesus satisfies the hungry foot. He gives more and more and more if you will persevere with him. We get tired, though, don't we? We get distracted. We get dismal. We get dismayed. We get depressed. We get lonely. We get despairing. And so it's easy for us to give up. But our Lord won't let that happen, for he is a man of gravity, and he is a man who calls us to himself again and again and again. And so even now he comes to you today. Even now he comes and he takes bread and he breaks it and he gives thanks and he blesses and he supplies his very body and blood to strengthen you. He supplies his body and blood. And what does the pastor say after the Holy Communion? May this true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve. Jesus still gives food to his church. He still gives food to his people. He still satisfies the hungry soul. He still teaches the hungry mind. He gives work to the hungry hand. He gives direction to the hungry foot. 
So persevere with your Lord. And if your energy is flagging, if you are lacking, if you don't have strength, if you worry that you aren't going to make it, then come to Jesus and find already now how he gives his blessing. Present your members, our epistle said. Present yourselves, present your feet to Jesus and see where he will guide you. Present your hands to Jesus and see what work he has prepared for you. Present your eyes to Jesus and see how he will give you something wholesome to look at instead of the wicked images of this world. Present your ears to Jesus every morning and let his words fill them. Present your mind to Jesus instead of filling it with all the fear and all the stories and all the problems of the world around you. Present yourselves to Jesus. Persevere with him and see how he blesses his church. They came from all over, men of high estate and low. They came from every place known to man, but they all were filled by our Lord Jesus. And then, only then, only after he had satisfied them, did he send them out. And he dismissed them all. To Christ be the glory now and forever. Amen.